You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. Business Blab with Megan. It's time to take off our mom hats and let our entrepreneurial side show. So grab a notebook and give yourself a bossy timeout. Welcome back to Business Blab with me, Megan. I am excited to be back for another week to bring you some of my favorite business tips. And if you've been around the business block, you might be hearing people talking about email marketing, like a ton. I feel like everything I'm seeing these days is about email marketing, email marketing, email marketing, and Just the idea of if social media goes away, then does your business go away too? And I'm wondering, is there something that I don't know? Like why are all of the gurus, if you will, pushing email marketing so much? And if I'm being honest with you all, for the longest time, I turned my nose up to email marketing. I just thought it was another thing I had to do. Nobody reads emails. It was old or outdated or just not for me, right? But the truth is, it really is the only thing that is for us. And I'm sure you all know this, but we don't own our social media followers. And so that's kind of where that idea of if social media goes away, does your business go away too? Because We don't own these platforms. We don't own these followers. And sure, it feels like they are ours because they choose to follow our pages. But the cold, hard truth is that if social media goes away, so does most of my business. What about you? I mean, social media is a huge, huge piece of my business. And another cold, hard truth is you probably aren't even really selling as much on social media as you think that you are. We're missing so many opportunities by sticking strictly to social media and not opening our horizons and expanding into this email marketing. So recently, I've decided to get over myself and make this leap into email marketing. Now, as you continue listening to this, please be forewarned, I am by no means an expert on this. I I am a complete newbie. I literally just got started in this. And a lot of you might already know some of the stuff that I'm going to go over, but for those of you who are just kind of thinking about dipping your toes in, I'm going to share some of the tips that I've found so far and how things are going so far. And there's probably going to be a part two on this because I'm just continuing to learn, but it's been really interesting and fun and exciting so far and totally different out of my comfort zone. So here's what I've been figuring out. First things first, find a platform and go all in. So finding an email platform that works for you, like actually works for you, that you enjoy using is going to be really key. I've tried a couple as I've been like slowly making the decision to get into this over the past like six to eight months or so. And I really started to be able to get a feel for what I like and what I didn't like. And so I ended up landing on Flowdesk, which has honestly been the most amazing platform I've used. It's super user-friendly, it's really pretty, and it's really, really fun to create beautiful emails on. And so I went with the paid version for this, and it's been really wonderful because I can automate, I can create workflows that are very unique to me and what it is that I'm trying to do, and I can just really easily do, because I am not techie at all, so I can easily do all of the things that my email marketing dreams are made of, everything that I need to accomplish, I'm able to do in this platform. Now, 
I know MailChimp is a pretty popular one and I worked with that one for a bit on the free plan. In my opinion, I prefer Flowdesk. MailChimp was okay. It was a little clunkier um, and a little harder to use and the design was not as in line with my brand as Flowdesk. But I think if you tried the paid version of MailChimp, you could be really happy with it. There's so many out there. So those are two I hear about the most and I've tried both of them and that's just my personal preference, but I think they'll both do the trick. The next tip is to make sure that your emails are branded to you. So like everything else, you wanna make sure that your email is consistent with your branding, your vibe and the emotions that you want people to feel when they see your stuff. You really want it to be consistent and in line with every other piece of your business. And that's what I really, really like about Flowdesk because the designs that they have are already very in line with my branding and it's been really beautiful and like I said, really easy to create on. So you can add your logo, your colors, your fonts. You can just really make it unique to you and your brand, which of course I love. And the templates that are already on there make it so easy just to tweak and show off your personality. The next thing that is super important is to use your voice, right? You are talking to your audience through your email and it's really, really important to write like you talk, especially if you're expecting people who read your emails to eventually choose to work with you. You wanna make sure that you use words in your emails that you'll use in real conversation and you wanna decide on what your voice and tone are going to be before you start any kind of email campaign. You need to decide if your business tone and your brand tone is light and casual, if it's conservative and professional. Like what is it that you want people to feel when they hear you talk or read you talk? And this is something that is important for your brand across the board, but especially important in your email marketing because you have to really be who you are and let the readers hear your voice because they're definitely going to be able to sniff out the BS. And if they move forward to follow you on social or work with you in the future, they're going to see that disconnect and feel like they were getting to know somebody who isn't really you. So this is a big one. I pretty much write like I talk all the time, even if, you know, I have just kind of like a casual, like kind of girly tone just in general. And I make sure that I really show that through all of my copy, whether it's email, website, social, everything. So keep that in mind for sure. Next, and this one is big, is to create a lead magnet. So I know you're excited and you want to start building your list, but whatever you do, like whatever you do, do not add people to your list just to add them. If somebody has not agreed to be on your list, please do not add them. Make sure that the people on your list actually want to be there. And a great way to get them there is to offer something in exchange for their email address. So this is what the pros call a lead magnet. And a lead magnet is basically a little freebie that you offer and it will only be delivered to the person once their email address is entered. So it's kind of like a gift for them giving you their precious email address. It's super easy to create. It doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles. It can literally just be a PDF that you make a link for or attach. Like it can be 
so, so, so easy. So start thinking of some of the things that you offer and just throw them into a little short list. You can make something a little bit more advanced like a guide on Canva or even you know a small workbook. It, on Canva, you can turn it into a PDF or link it. It can be as simple as like my five tips to social media and just write down five things. Just something that you know your ideal audience is going to be interested in so that it piques their interest and makes them want to give you their email address. Make sure that there's value and benefit in what you offer and that there's value and benefit for the people who join your list so that you keep them coming back. And offering something right up front is going to show them that you're here to provide value and offer benefit all the time. Next is to create workflows and tags for people. Now, different platforms call tags different things. Um, I just like tags, it seems easy. So I honestly can't remember what Flowdesk calls them because I recently switched to that, but that's what MailChimp was calling them, tags, right? And so these are the things that are going to keep you organized by assigning categories for people who sign up for your list. So. What lead magnet did they come from? What were they interested in? Did they just sign up because they wanted to be on the list with no freebie? Like there's different ways that you can organize them so that you can make sure that you're keeping them with the knowledge that they want to know, with the value that they want to know. And then you can use these categories to make your workflows, which are basically sequences of emails that will go out. And these workflows will ensure that you're speaking to your reader's needs and keep filling up the cup that they wanted to come have filled, right? So of course you can sneak in some general info as well. You can you know, mix it up a little bit, but having tags and workflows really help you keep the right stuff in front of the right people. And then you can automate these workflows. And so once you get everything in order, you can really just set it and forget it. And if you're using your voice and having that right tone in there, people will never even know that it's automated. It will feel like they're getting an email from a friend every time you show up in their inbox. Next is to stay consistent, but don't be annoying. So you can choose a drip or workflow that is consistent, but doesn't make people want to unsubscribe. So think about what your audience likes and what you have capability of setting up and decide if you want to touch base weekly, monthly, less or more. Just make sure that whatever you choose, your audience is going to receive this well so that you're not having your email list drop like flies. Next is to... Use your emails as a way to elaborate on your social content. This has been so fun and has made things so much easier. So we all know social media is a great way for your audience to get to know you, but email marketing is the place to close the deal. So you can take your amazing social content as inspiration for a longer format email that really, really nails down the value, the point of what you're talking about, what you have to offer. This is a really, really important piece to elaborate on the things that you're already providing and you can share longer stories, you can show up more often and offer more connection and just get your message across even stronger from an email. Plus, pro tip here, this cuts your content creation time down by creating a large format and then chunking out little things from this larger piece. All right, next one is to always, always, always add a call to action. So they're on your list, they're reading your stuff, they're sticking around, but now what? 
you want to make sure that you're adding a clear call to action in your email at least twice. Like you can put a call to action near the beginning and then remind them at the end. And as always, we want to make things really easy for our audience to do the things we want them to do. And email is no different. They're investing their time to read what it is that you have to say. Make sure that it's super easy for them to take the next step and do the thing that you want them to do, the thing that you can offer to them, how you can help them. Lay it out for them in a way that is really, really clear. And sometimes people might just scroll to the bottom and skim the email. So having it right there at the bottom is really, really helpful for you and for your readers. And then lastly is to give them a reason to come back. So keeping your emails fun, informative, exciting, and exclusive so that your readers feel special and they feel like they're gaining something from you and they want to come back. Maybe you offer special discounts or early registration for people on your email list to different events you have going on. Maybe they're the first to know about upcoming projects or have first dibs on opportunities. Whatever you decide, make sure that they feel special so they choose you over and over again. And it's a nice way to thank them for being there by just letting them know that you appreciate them and you're happy that they're there. So that's all I've got so far. If you're on the fence, I dare you to make the leap into email marketing and see how it goes. So far, I'm having so much fun. I'm expanding my marketing. I'm learning some really good tips to stand out. The feedback I've been getting is great. And the automation just makes life so much easier. Not to mention the time I'm saving by creating one big piece of content and then cutting it down. So I'm excited to report back once I have a little bit more experience under my belt, but so far these tips have been really, really helpful and I would love to know if they helped you too. So have fun, get out there, try out some platforms, send some emails, put me on your list, Megan at bossladiesandbabies.com and until next time, stay bossy. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.